Now betting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. What it is, Duke City. It's your boy Van Nunley here. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, The Sports Animal. Usually we have Fredless Fridays here in the studio, but today's a, a Fredless Tuesday. It's just me and super producer Mike Vital behind the glass. How's your, how's your Taco Tuesday? Taco Tuesday, that sounds good. I haven't eaten yet, but uh, if I could, that's what it would be. That would be, well, there is a place here downtown where there's good tacos, but I won't say. You won't say? Yeah, Sister. Oh, okay. Okay. I like Sister. Sister Bar got good uh, sister, tacos. They got a good veggie burrito, too. I mess with that one pretty hard. I like that a lot. I thought uh, you were going to keep your secrets from me. No, I, they gonna keep I, I know a, keep the good know, taco I spot. You, I know that you know the, the the place to go. So, oh yeah, yeah. You know I know the places to go, yeah. buddy. I'm a downtowner. Me too. Look at this ridiculous mustache and haircut. Of course, I know the places to go. <laughs> <laughs> Wearing a cardigan today. It was beautiful this morning. It was like 75, yeah. light breeze, not a cloud in the sky. The gates just blew open. Yeah. Now there's like many tornadoes everywhere. My first saw my first Texas tornado of the year, my first dust devil of the year today. Almost got blown away. Had to throw on a sweater. I reach for the cardigan, Vitaly. Do you own a cardigan? <laughs> What's that? No, I No, I I don't I don't have anything like that. You're you're I've way got too- a, I got a couple of button-down shirts. That's it. You're way too cool for a cardigan. Untuck it. The hipster in me loves wearing this cardigan. Because, you know, you know, hipster style, like they try to dress like as old and weird and white as possible. So I throw on this uh, little cardigan to get my old man on. Speaking of old man. I thought you were supposed to wear white every day. Remember you said that a while back? I'm going to wear white every day when I come to work. Oh, yeah. My, uh, <laughs> my Ray Donovan outfit. Yeah. I'm just going to dress like Ray Donovan every day. I've been doing it almost every day. White shirt. Yeah, that is true. White shirt, blazer, finger. jeans, and some nice Allen Edmonds. Some nice leather shoes. Now, those shoes are nice. Well, Allen Edmonds you. are some of the best. When I, used I got a to pair do, on right now. I used to do sales, man. Those are, those are the best gum shoes. Yeah, absolutely. So quality made. Made here in America by hand, by Americans. Support your local cobbler. <laughs> so I... I threw on I threw on the cardigan, so I feel like an old man. So I'm about to go on an old man rant, if oh you don't boy. mind. Go for it. Also, we're live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio here, and I'm all by myself today. It's a Fredless Tuesday. Robert Buck D. Gibson couldn't join me either, so we have a uh, laundry list. We have a litany of fantastic guests, just absolute dignitaries here in the Albuquerque community. You know friend of the show, friend in real life, Vital, star of TV and radio. 
back to back to back New Mexico Sportscaster of the Year, KOB TV's very own Brandon Ortega. Yay, Brandon. Will join us from 415 to 445. Then we got friend of the show, Joel Luevano of the Albuquerque Aardvarks. They got a big tournament. Oh, yeah. Big tournament coming up this in Arizona. This is their season. This is their time of the year, right? It's their time of the year. They're trying to march their way to nationals, and we're going to hear all about that. Having your buddy Ned James on later. All right, Ned. Yeah. We're going to talk quarterbacks. I had to get a quarterback on to talk quarterbacks. You know that, right? Of course. No one believes me when I talk sports. They're, i got to get got to get the experts. They're a different breed. Sure. In 5.30, we got Voice of the Isotopes' is Josh Shushan on with us, and then we're going to punt it right over to Josh Shushan as he does his pregame show, and then you got your Isotopes baseball this evening. They're in Round Rock on the road. Round Rock. I hope the weather is nicer than it is here. Speaking of Star TV and Radio, KOB TV's very own Brandon Ortega just walked into the room. My dude's early. Can you believe that? Brandon is not on Albuquerque time. He is not on New Mexico time. He is on Cali time. He's on L.A. time. He is on time, if not early, all the time. Oh, you want some snacks? You eyeing my snacks? Got a little fruit tray over here. You know your boy stays healthy. Now, I would have never thought you would have a Schlotsky drink. Okay, well, I'll, I'll tell you. Because you're, ve- you're vegan, right? Uh, veg- vegetarian. Mostly vegan, definitely vegetarian. I love me some some aged cheese. You know what I mean? Some aged cheese is just mwah. It's the most umami, naturally umami thing on the planet. Give me a nice little 18th-month manchega, a little two-year-old Irish white cheddar. You know what I mean? I'm into some aged cheese. Anyways, I got my old man cardigan on, and I'm about to go on my old man rant right now because I don't understand the youth of today. Here we go. I just I just turned 40, and immediately I'm Clint Eastwood in the rocking chair, <laughs> Grand Torino. Nothing makes That's sense anymore. Movie. I got to judge everybody because I don't know culture. What's up with all this sagging? I thought we were over that in the 90s. Weren't we done with that? I thought that was a fad that already went away. Like, hey, I'm a hip-hop kid. Gun to my head. Desert Island. I'm going to choose hip-hop over any other genre of music. I just love it so much. I'm a hip-hop dork. 505-246-0610. Before the phone calls pour in. That first came out in the early 90s, right? What? That style, Sagan. Sagan, yeah, and there's and there's it's a lot of debate on the origin of Sagan, but yeah. I, I thought it was a trend that's gone away, but it's back. Now people sag with skinny jeans on, and that I don't get either because it's super tight all the way up your leg, like your calves and your thighs are being choked by these super tight pants. No, thank but you. But they won't just pull them up like three more inches. You have to like let them hang below your butt cheeks, show some boxers, and I don't understand it. Like, I thought I was cool. I thought I was hip. You know, I got a cool young daughter. And, you know, I thought I understood the culture here. Shout out to Kaya. What's up, girl? I thought I, I thought I was cool. I thought I was hip. I thought I could hang with the youth these days. But I don't get why Sagan is back. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. Because, Brandon, you're just a little bit younger than me. And don't, don't worry about commentary. I'm just going to throw your name out here. You're a little younger than me, and I know you know that sagging used to be like big, huge, baggy pants, 
that gravity was pulling them down. Now sagging is just like crumbling up the top of your pants and letting the top of your butt cheeks and your boxers hang out, and I don't get it. And not only do I don't get the style, I don't get the fashion, I don't get it because I see, you know, I live downtown, I work downtown, so I see a lot of street people. You know, I know a lot of street people. I, I used to work in the community, you know, with, with the homeless and mentally ill and developmentally disabled, et cetera, et cetera. It was my gig for over a decade before I went full-time with this. And I don't understand, like, street people out in the streets who are sagging because you got to traverse a hard life. You got to traverse these streets out here. Like sometimes you have to flee the police and it is hard to do while you're sagging. Like I saw a guy and this is a rant I should have went on yesterday because I didn't see it today. I saw it yesterday, but I saw a guy, a street dude wobbling down the street and his pants literally slipped all the way down to his ankles, and he fell over and tripped over the curb. And I wanted to pull over and be like, hey, man, can I grab you a belt? Is, is, this, is this a logistical problem? Is this a fashion issue? I don't know, and I don't understand. Look, teenage kids, you got, you got something else out there you need to do. You need to you know, stand apart from your peers and act different. I get it. I was a teenager. I was a rebellious teenager. I had giant baggy hip-hop clothes, and I would sag too. But it's a different form of fashion now. And this is me being an old man in my cardigan on my front porch, waving my fist at the youth of today because I don't get it. I just don't get it, and I don't think I ever will, especially with people on the street. Like, logistically, that must be a nightmare. Like, I saw a guy pushing a shopping basket holding a duffel bag with a backpack on, and he was only pushing his shopping cart with one hand because he had to keep pulling his pants up with his other hand. And that's a logistical nightmare for me. Number one, you got to be a street person. you got to fight for every penny you make. you got to fight for food and water. And it gets pretty rough out there, too, so you got to keep yourself safe. I don't see how you're doing it with your pants around your ankles. Like, get a belt, homie. Like it, your life, I know it's hard out there in the streets, but your life would be so much easier with a belt. All right, I think I'm done. I think I'm done. <laughs> oh. Well, it's a style that you see a lot of M, uh, young NBA and MLB and football players adopting too. And I, I like style. I like fashion. Yeah, I like people who no stand out. That, but... but logistically, I don't get it. I don't know form or function it makes no sense to me whatsoever says the guy in a cardigan says the guy with a goofy mustache <laughs> says the guy with a mullet who am i to judge but i think it's just got to be like a nightmare being out in the streets and having your pants falling down every day all right i'm done i'm done old man is getting off his porch he's grabbing his lemonade he's going back inside he's grabbing his shorts yeah well i got a belt on so my pants are going to jog down <laughs> I heard growing up, pull up your pants. What are you? We're so excited to help out Locker 505 with their golf tournament this weekend. I will be there. Brandon Ortega will be there. Robert Buck D. Gibson will be there. And a, a special mystery fourth person will be there with us as well, having a lot of fun and supporting a great cause. And we love working in the community with Locker 505. We're so proud of what they do in the community, and we just can't say enough about them. So if you get a chance, you got... 
new clothes. You got very gently worn clothes, and you need to donate them somewhere. I highly encourage you to donate them to Locker 505. They're friends of the show and absolutely wonderful people. More sports-adjacent content when we get back with KOB-TV's very own Brandon Ortega. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Duke City. You're listening to Two Men On. I am your host, Van Nunley. Usually we have Fredless Fridays here on Two Men On, but uh, he got called in. Got called in to work. Had to call a baseball game. Special off-schedule baseball game. I don't know how that works. I was too busy myself, and I Tough didn't ask for baseball. Huh? I didn't ask a lot of questions. The wind depends on which way it's blowing. Yeah, if it's blowing in, obviously it's good for my people, the pitchers. If it's blowing out, it's good for the sluggers. Like I got a slugger right across from me right now. Kob TV's very own Brandon Ortega. What's happening, my dude? It's great to be in here. I, I loved uh, sitting in for your rant. In the first segment, that yeah. was fun. You and walked in right when I got heated. It feels so weird coming in here in the afternoon. Forever I was coming in on the morning show with you guys. Right. This is like the second time I've come in for the afternoon slot with you guys, and there's like all these people in here, and the sun's bright. Oh, actually, not right now. It's kind of yeah, cloudy cool. now. But no, it's, it's, it's I think it's super fun to come in here for the afternoon. I just finished my shift today, heading into my weekend. So yeah, it's, it's fun to cap it off with you. Oh, I really appreciate that, and you know we love having you on, and we we just love you, dude. We just love you. Same. Like, you're stuff. so talented, and you're so fun, and you're so good at your job that we're lucky to have you, and thanks for coming on again. And we kind of got the, the COVID lifted a little bit, so now we got people back in studio. I know you had to call in for a while, but here you are in person, in studio. Feels good to have you back. Missed you, buddy. Football season was the last time I was here. Yeah. So, yeah, this is this is awesome. It's been a minute. Let's go from football season to basketball season. You pretty caught up on the playoffs so far? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I've been trying to keep up. I mean, it's so early on. You, I don't get too crazy with I mean, there's a lot of games, first of all. You know, what is there? Eight games going on across the league. Right. Um, you know, eight, eight matchups, I should say. Uh, there's some that have my attention more than others. I, I thought the Pelicans-Suns was, uh, was pretty interesting because I feel like the Suns are the team to beat with the Warriors sure. in the West. I wanted to see how they started, and they, they started pretty strong with Chris Paul uh, pull, really taking the game over in game one. Um, but the, I think the Pelicans are going to take a game or two away from them. I don't think it's going to be a sweep. And then uh, Minnesota-Memphis is really entertaining to me because uh, Minnesota fought their way through the – or I should – well, they, get, they won the play-in game to solidify the seventh seed – um, and I think they match up pretty well with Memphis because Memphis doesn't really have someone to control Carl Anthony Towns. Correct. So that's another one I found interesting in the West. Uh, the East, mainly like the Nets, Celtics is fun. KD and Kyrie, the first time we really got to see them play in the playoffs. Uh, we might see Ben Simmons too pretty soon, which I don't know how big of an effect he's going to have. He hasn't played in like eight years. That's That's right. I mean – He's coming in like it's his first day of work. It's still a good storyline, though, for sure. So I'm interested in that. I feel like uh, the Milwaukee Bucks are the team to beat in the East. Cause they have the same exact team pretty much back from their championship team. So And yeah. Mike Vital rejoices when yeah, you said no, that. I mean, yeah. you got to respect the Bucks for sure. Um, there's some good storylines all across the NBA, no doubt. I really like the Nets-Celtics matchup. Because now that it could the COVID, go seven easily, yeah, I think it could go seven. I mean, it's a nightmare scenario for the Celtics, who are a very good team. 
But now the Nets, especially if they get Ben Simmons back, they'll be playing at full power. Well, I, I just again, yeah. I don't know how much Simmons is going to add. Sure, you know, he's he's been banged up. He's he sat out um, you know, for for off the court reasons um, when it comes to his last season with the Sixers before getting traded to the Nets. I really don't know how big of an effect he has. If Robert Williams was on uh, the court for the Nets, he ha- he, I feel like he's the one that impacts them uh, more defensively. But I mean, look, KD and Kyrie alone make sure. the Nets very, very intriguing. So see how that one pans out. Yeah, you just ripped the words right out of my mouth. Like even without Ben Simmons, just KD and Kyrie together with you know some support around them, that's a dangerous team. Yeah, like they lost on a last-second shot. And, on the road and came back double digit down in the second half and were one stop away from winning the game and uh, Irving got caught down low with Jason Tatum uh, which Tatum is going to have the advantage every single time beautiful spin move at the buzzer so yeah that one could go every single back and forth every single game easily could go seven and uh yeah, there's just some good stories. I mean, I, I like the Nuggets uh, getting back into the playoffs and playing the Warriors. We'll see if the Joker gets uh, his MVP for the second year in a row. Who knows? The, and then the Heat, number one in the East right now, um, they've quietly, relatively quietly, had an unbelievable year. And I think it could be Heat and Bucks in the in the finals, uh, Eastern Conference finals. It so. easily could, and they play a style of basketball that's very well suited for the playoffs. Right, right. They're but- um, just defensively sound. Uh, they've gotten better on the offensive end, adding a guy like Kyle Lowry, uh, to, along with Jimmy Butler and Duncan Robinson and, and uh, Adebayo. I mean, yeah, they are arguably a team to beat in the East, too, but I, I give the Bucks the edge because I respect a defending champion uh, pretty much every single year, uh, depending on the situation. So, yeah, the NBA is always entertaining when it comes to playoff time for me. As far as the first round goes, I think the Bucks are just going to breeze through the Bulls. The Bulls are injured. They don't have all their stars. That's going to be an easy win for Milwaukee. 76ers are going to breeze through the first round. That's going to be easy for 76ers. Net Celtics, I can see I can really see that going either way. I think the Nets are the best team on paper, but they've dealt with so much misfortune this year and so much you know, just drama and chaos that I think the Celtics are playing at a, a better unit, like playing together as a team. So I like the Celtics in that series. I think but I could see it go either way. There's really only one other series in the whole playoffs I could see going seven, and that's Dallas-Utah. Because Utah, for whatever reason, is not clicking right now. And, they got to take advantage. Like, and, and it, yeah, and, 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 they and, lost and without they Luka. Win, they couldn't win both home yeah. games in one and two without Doncic playing for the Mavs. So when Luka's back, I mean, the Mavs are, are a dangerous team. Him and Dinwiddie have really gelled, gelled pretty nicely when they've been playing together since he was traded uh, to Dallas. So that's the only other series, really, in the, in the whole first round, I feel like could go seven. There's other ones that could go Tim, Timberwolves, Grizzlies, too. I think Grizzlies. Yeah, is, is I a, think that one's more of a six, a uh, sixer. It, uh, Grizzlies but, is, are the superior team, but they don't match up well. It's a bad matchup. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, it, particularly because of Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards has been phenomenal sure. in his second year, and and he's had a ton of confidence uh, from the play-in game to the first round. Um, even when he wasn't putting up huge numbers, his confidence is growing, and his he's looking more comfortable. 
he's a rising star in the league, no doubt. He'll be a top five player in the league, I think, within two years. So, yeah, Minnesota will be a tough out for Memphis. I think Memphis's experience in the playoffs gets them out. But Pat Beverly, I've really, I've really enjoyed uh, sure. watching him. He's the scrappy yeah. guard that he is. He's one of those guys you hate to play against, but you love to play with. Absolutely. So that's, it's a super fun watch. Yeah, 31 teams in the league absolutely hate Patrick Beverly. Yep. And the one that loves him <laughs> is obviously the roster that he's on. I don't, I don't see the Hawks giving the Heat a lot of problems. Nope. The Hawks are really good. Trey Young is so much fun to watch. Unless he catches fire, I only see them winning one or two games. I can easily see Minnesota beating Memphis. I think that's going to be a hard-fought battle. Whoever comes out of that is probably going to lose next round anyways. And I think the Suns are going to sweep the Pelicans. Yeah, I think maybe the Pelicans get one. I, yeah. I give them a chance to get one. But outside of that, the Suns are a well-oiled machine now. they got basically everybody back. I don't even know who they added from last year. Like, the roster looks the exact same uh, in game one. I haven't watched them a ton. I don't watch the regular season a whole lot, to be honest. So um, getting familiar again with all these teams because playoff time is just where it gets more interesting Interesting for me. And there's just so much stuff to cover when it comes to the fall and the winter uh, for me right now. So, yeah, shifting into the spring, uh, NBA playoffs is definitely on my uh, on my TV a lot more at home. Well, let's talk spring sports when we get back. Let's talk a little bit about what you got going on and what you've been covering lately. And I want to hear all about that when we get back. We're so lucky to have just amazing partners and sponsors in the community, and one of them being New Mexico Pinion Coffee, the best coffee in the biz. I'm having some right now. Uh, don't tell uh, president of New Mexico Pinion, Matt Breger, that I had it over ice, but I mixed it with some... Uh, some sugar and cream and having it over ice, feeling Still froggy pinion, right now. I usually have it black every morning, so it balanced out today. But we love what they do in the community, and we love the product that they put on the shelves. So shout out to our friends at New Mexico Pinion Coffee. More Brandon Ortega when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Yeah, Mikey, this is my favorite song. I love to dance very fast to this music. It's Autobahn, so Autobahn. <laughs> is that what it is? Autobahn? <laughs> no, it's, that's an older tune way back when. Autobahn was the name of the German band that the Nihilists were in in the Big Lebowski. So there's a, oh, fu yeah. there's a fun fact for you right there. Use that one at the next Geeks w Who what Drink. What about the tracks I've been cutting for you guys? You guys haven't been playing my tracks. I emailed one. Yeah, we start off the show with your track. But, the, but then, like, into the breaks. I want to hear. That I, there's some new ones I did just for you guys. Check your email, Mikey, from last week. I sent you a new track from Brandon. You did? I did. The massive riff. That was the one that my brother my brother came up with a riff that I added instruments to. I was excited about that. It was very strong. Anyway, now I love that you guys even used the one still for your intro. That, that's a big honor. Well, you're so talented. We have to support you. Like, how could I not when that's better than most songs that we use anyways? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. We're going to have some tickets to give away soon, but I highly recommend you check out the Electric Playhouse. Whether we give you free tickets or you just go, whether it's date night or you're taking the fam out or you're babysitting the niece, or for whatever reason, it's a magical place, and I highly recommend that you go check out the Electric Playhouse. Sitting across from me is KOB TV's very own Brandon Ortega. Talked a little basketball last segment, but I want to talk a little bit about what you're covering this week. 
because you're so active in the community. You wear a lot of hats, and you're covering a lot of different stories. Yeah, I mean, high school and, and Lobo-wise, it's spring sports galore right now. I've covered everything from Lobo baseball, softball, tennis. Um, I mean, you got uh, track and field, uh, top 10 in the nation again for the women's team. For so the Lobos. impressive. Uh, year in and year out, they keep doing that, and that's just how they roll. Um, high school-wise, baseball, softball, golf, tennis, track and field. Uh, this is the busiest time of the year for, for high school sports. Even though like football and basketball you know, get so much publicity for us, I mean, we are, we are trying to cover all the spring sports right now too, which is a lot of fun. Like Friday on New Mexico game day, uh, this Friday at 1030 on KOB, it will be baseball, softball, metro tennis, and something that's still pretty under the radar for a lot of people is we have eSports in the NMAA, and there's going to be another state championship for eSports. They've been doing it for a few years now, and the pandemic kind of rocked it a little bit the last few years, and they're going to be in person in Albuquerque. A bunch of schools from all over the state are going to be playing everything from Rocket League to Mario Kart. Oh, my God, I love Madden. it. Uh, Smash Brothers. Oh my God! All the, League of Legends, I think, is the other that's really, really big one, one since the beginning yeah. for for esports in New Mexico. So that's a lot of fun. I'm going to stop by there on Friday and and, and put that on New Mexico Game Day at 10:30 on KOB. So yeah, a, a ton of stuff when it comes to spring sports, and uh, I, I we try to squeeze in every little every little uh, thing we can. The the esports. When is it on Friday? Because I want to go with you. Okay, I've got it right here on my email. Okay. It's going to be like literally an all-day thing. It's an all-day thing. You can show up whenever. 8 a.m. to like 6.30 there will be matches. Okay. Yeah, it's an all-day thing. I'll, I'll just forward you this email. Sweet. I'm free on. in the afternoon yeah. before the show, yeah. and I really want to go check it out in Yeah, person. I'll just tell you when I'm going. You can come check it out. And uh, also on, on New Mexico Game Day, we will have St. Pius Baseball be our special guest. We continue to visit a different team every week. In the past, teams have visited us in studio live on air, and we're just we're still doing this different format. Even though the pandemic is is at a much uh, less level, we're we're still in it now, and so we're just doing it this way uh, for the time being. And so St. Pius would be our special guest. That's going to be a lot of fun. They've got a, a a baseball player who has a little small business with drones that I'm going to highlight. Interesting, which is. Very random, but I think very interesting thing. Drones and esports, the robots yeah. are slowly taking know, over. Dude. Technology is nuts <laughs> now. First, the robots take Brandon Ortega's game day. Oh, that's going to happen. And, and <laughs> that's going to happen eventually. So I, I really want to talk a little more about this esports because I find the rise of esports fascinating. Yeah, for those where who don't it's know. A, it's its own industry. There are, it's a billion-dollar industry where the professional leagues of esports – are conducted in arenas, sure. Just like an NBA playoff game, they sell out arenas. Thousands Pe- and thousands of people show up. Flock arenas to watch people play video games. It's it's been happening for a long time, well over a decade. And yeah, um, I don't think that many kids in New Mexico are thinking that way, thinking like they want to be a professional esports player. I think a lot of them have like a strong hobby in esports and it's something right. they can do at school now sure. with with classmates and which is which is a great bonding experience whether you're doing esports or or a sports outside like baseball and softball or any other spring sport or uh, fall or winter sport so 
it, it started in 2019, and I got to and I got to travel to a couple of different schools during the state championship, and yeah, it was kind of eye opening to see it happen at the high school level in New Mexico, and it's it's just it's continued to grow even through right. the pandemic, and yeah, so Friday and Saturday in Albuquerque, I've got the location here. It's somewhere I haven't been yet, the Berna Fascio Professional Development Center. Okay, well, so we're about to that, find out what that, that, that is. Yeah, I think it's APS. Yeah, it's at APS, the okay. APS building. Oh, okay. Hit it up. When when did you like first see esports? When did esports get on your radar? I'm a big fan of the HBO series Real Sports. Okay. And they've profiled it quite a bit over the years. Okay. That's where I yeah, got the attention of it and it was about professional esports players that were running million dollar businesses of esports out of their living room. And that's still happening. But there's also like legitimate businesses like former NBA player Rick Fox owns an esports team in the professional league. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know if it's League of Legends or Rocket League or what's what game they're playing. But yeah, it is big, big business. And again, that's not why I think the New Mexico high school kids are getting into it. They're getting into it because they love playing all these games. And especially when you talk about like Mario Kart. And Madden, sure, and uh, Smash Brothers, which I feel like are more commercially commercially known games, and the masses like Rocket League and League of Legends. For if you're a gamer, you know what those games are. If you're people like us that play video games more yeah. more casually and socially, we don't know too much about those. But Mario Kart, I feel like everyone knows about. A hundred percent. I mean, yeah. it's been around for thirty years now. And Madden. Yeah, you're, Madden. If you're a sports course. fan, you've heard of that. Of course. So yeah, it's an interesting, uh, you know, uh, activity now in the NMAA, and I'm, I applaud them for, put, for implementing it years ago and continuing to to stick with it and and grow it. I had a I had a buddy in college who played Tekken. He'd go to Tekken tournaments, and the grand prize was like two thousand dollars. Now, like these big League of Legends and Fortnite tournaments, it's tens of millions of oh, dollars. And in some cases, I'm saying it's a billion-dollar business when it comes to the entire video game industry. And there's all kinds of levels to it. Our friend at New Mexico United, David Carl, told me he was state-ranked in Mario Kart. Oh, out, wow. Out in the East Coast back in the day. Okay. We, gotta, we should have him call in and talk about that. Yeah, that's a, a hundred percent. That's a hundred percent David Carl statement. That is something like if you ask me, okay, who said this out loud? And I was like, ah, David. <laughs> David. He was he was kind of ashamed to tell me too. Oh like, no, I was be like, proud. What? That's like the coolest thing I've ever heard. I wish I was state ranked in a video game. You know, our, our mutual friend Dion, he was ranked uh, at Gran Turismo for a while. Okay, like he wanted to like a few years ago. They had a tournament where like your season long points, like you can actually like the top five or whatever point scorers from the Gran Turismo League got to go race real stock cars. Nice. To see if they could like make that transition from video games yeah. to real stock cars. Yeah, right. It, blow, well, it blows my mind. There are very few games that are, are as realistic, you know, as the real thing. Right. Um, car racing is probably the, one of the few, especially because now you, you have steering wheels. Sure. In these in these racing games and these gear, actual and steering gears and pedals and you can a be whole offered setup. scholarships right in college. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. that's high a whole, school. Thank you for mentioning that, Mike. Yeah. UNM has an esports team. No, and yeah, they do. Yeah. And, they really? And, yeah. and, and there's colleges all over the country <laughs> that offer scholarships wow. for esports. That's a whole another part of it. And be, you talk about the NMAA to the pros. Yeah, colleges are kind of 
part of the pathway you can take to going pro. Um, I think the best players can go from like you know like LeBron James status going from high school to the pros. Sure, sure, sure. You don't have to go to college, but there's thousands of other guys and girls right that uh, use college you know, as a pathway and get scholarships out of it. That which that blows my mind. Yeah, I think it's not. Do you think that the rise of amateur esports is going to hurt traditional sports when people no. see like how much how fun it is and how profitable it is? To go into esports, people are not going to show up for the basketball tryouts. Here's they're the not going to show up for football tryouts here's, because here's they're the thing. so good at Madden or whatever. There is a massive majority in, of professional athletes, NFL, MLB, NBA, you name it. Every pro- there's so many professional athletes that game. And yes. look, there's going to be some that are really, really good, you know, in in uh, in basketball, and also be happen to be very, very good in esports. But I think. Yeah, I don't think it's going to affect yeah people choosing to do one or the other because if, if you're good at something, you're going to keep pursuing that. I think there are very rare cases that people are going to be that good at, at both. If you haven't heard of it, check it out. Esports is on the rise. It is a whole industry in its own. I find it wildly fascinating to watch the rise of esports, and I'm really excited to go check out the state esports tournament. Friday and Saturday at the APS building. Yep. Very exciting. Going down. Speaking of exciting, I'm so excited to have you here with us today, Brandon. Thanks Same for man. thanks for being a friend, and thanks for being a friend of the show. There it is. That's the track. There it is. My brother's going to dig that. i got to tell him it's going to be on the show. Let's come back to that at 5 o'clock, too, after the intro. This is strong work right here. You'd think it was like a, like a hit rock and roll song, right, Vital? Like it's catchy, got a great lick. My buddy the Lucas, guitar riffs are Luke, very strong. Lucas Cash at New Mexico United likened it to some Arctic Monkeys, which yeah. is a huge compliment. Yeah, Great rock sure. and roll band. Yeah, thank you, buddy. You are jamming out to the sultry sounds of Brandon Ortega and the Brandon Ortega Band. New track. What was it called again? I just call it Massive Riff at this point. That there's one's no, called Massive there's, there's Riff. There's no song. There's no lyrics or anything yet. we got to get to that. Soon. It will eventually. I will write the lyrics. There you go. It's probably going to be about homework. something. Homework. Homework. Okay, let me write this down. Write a song for Brandon. Check mark. <laughs> You're a lyricist. You could do it. Where do loyal listeners, where do friends of the show go to follow you, Brandon? Uh, at Brandega on Twitter. B-R-A-N. <coughs> excuse me. D-E-G-A. K-O-B dot com. Got new content, new local content going on KOB.com. Our story on Bree Martinez, the Rio Rancho native, uh, now Lobo softball superstar, uh, is airing tonight at 6 o'clock. That'll be on KOB.com also tonight. And along with all the other stuff we're covering, like global basketball recruiting news and New Mexico United's upcoming match and all kinds of other stuff. And something that you often do with us is you start your day at the YMCA. I do. And loyal listener, Duke Citizen, if you haven't been to the YMCA, my home is the Horn Branch on Indian School, but the, no no slouch across town up in the Heights is the McLeod Branch, which we love very much too. But check out the YMCA. They're doing great things for the community. They're doing great things for the youth of Albuquerque, and the gyms are nicer than you think they are. It's not the ones where the village people had to stay because they were homeless and strung out and they couldn't help themselves. This is a class a exercise facility they got all the bells and whistles you need and my favorite 
a full court basketball court. That's where you can find me at the Y. That is accurate. Shooting it up. Yep. Buckets. Buckets, baby. And I'm hitting the speed bag while Fred and Brandon are, are shooting hoops. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. I'm going to let this one bleed for a little bit. It's a funky jam right here, isn't it? We need to switch We need to switch this song to follow our opening credits, right? Did I get, did it get your vote? Yeah, it does. I like it. It's got a fat bass to it. Yeah, it does. Brandon Ortega, he thought he was a talented on-air personality. He thought he knows everything about sports in Albuquerque. Little did you know, he's also an insanely talented musician. When we get back, we'll be joined by Joel Lueveno of the Albuquerque Aardvarks. We're going to talk about the Aardvarks going to Phoenix for a big tournament. They're trying to win this tournament and stamp their ticket to nationals, which is a very big deal. Excited for what they're doing in the Albuquerque community. Making a lot of noise. Growing. And it's just wildly entertaining. And that's a a group full of some really cool dudes, Vital. Yeah, they're crazy, but they're fun to be with. You've had a whole bunch of them here in the studio in the past, and they're they're really good guys. Yeah, I haven't I haven't met one that wasn't a good guy yet. On the pitch. And they're passionate about rugby, man. Yeah, on the pitch, they are not nice guys. But the second they step off, they're the coolest dudes on the planet. What's the saying? I might have Joel correct me when he gets back on here in a minute, but soccer is a gentleman's game played by hooligans, and rugby is a hooligans game played by gentlemen. <laughs> Yeah, I could see that because everyone that I've met, they're rough when they get on the pitch. It's a gnarly sport. And it's a sport that I really didn't get into until my 30s, really, like late 20s, early 30s. I didn't know how big of a deal it was, you know, except for, you know, New Zealand. Like, I knew how big of a deal it was there. But I didn't know, like, its grasp and its growth worldwide. And I find it wildly interesting. So we got Joel Lueveno, the Albuquerque Yardvarks, coming up at 5. 5.15, we got football extraordinaire Ned James. You all know him. He's been coming on the Sports Animal for years now. Just a wealth of talent and knowledge. We're going to talk a little football. We're going to talk a little bit of quarterback action. And why not get an ex-quarterback to talk quarterbacks? And, of course, right before we hand over to the Isotopes, we're going to have voice of the Isotopes, Josh Hushon, with us in the 5.30 segment. Excited to catch up on the world of baseball and the world of isotopes. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal.
It's quitting time, Mikey. Not for me or you. We still got 45 minutes to go before we hand over to the Isotopes and Josh Sushan. So it is not quitting time for us. But if it's quitting time for you, welcome to the party. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, The Sports Animal. With us... On the Sports Animal Hotline, 505-246-0610, I encourage you to call in as well. But you can't today, because we got back-to-back-to-back call-ins. So you're just going to have to save it for tomorrow, loyal listener. If you want to change the subject, you want to hit us up with your hot takes, the text line is open, 505-246-0610. If you didn't notice, Mikey, that's the same exact phone number. You can call or text, either one, whatever whatever your preference is. But I'm telling you right now, don't call because you can't get through. It's going to be busy. You're going to waste your time. And I don't want you doing that because we don't do that here. Meme Master. Crooner. Hello. Ex-Presidente. Current. What, what's your title with the organization now? CFO? I don't know what uh, you are. Just kind of a gopher. You know, I just do whatever's needed to be done and. I just I just do what I'm told at this point. The, the man, be working with that system. The man wears a lot of hats. I'll tell you that much. Joel Luevano of the Albuquerque Aardvarks. What's happening, my guy? Oh, just uh, a few things going on this week. Uh, appreciate you uh, having the Aardvarks on, and I'm, I'm glad to represent the team. It feels kind of weird not being in the studio right now and looking at your lovely eyes. Well, I really appreciate that, and uh, flattery, 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 oh, flattery, flattery will get you nowhere with other okay. people. With me, pour it on. I won't, give me all you got. All right. Very good. <laughs> all right, I'm going to read you off some numbers. I want you to tell me what they okay. mean, okay? Okay. Okay. 88 to 33, 92 to 5, 68 to 10. 53 to 12, 55 to 14, and 99 to 5. What all the, what do all these numbers mean, Joel? Well, those sound like very bad uh, lottery lottery numbers, but they sound like great rugby scores if you're on the winning side of that. Uh, yeah, we've had a we've kind of had our way in the union this year, and it's been a lot of hard work. You know, we didn't start out that way; we just stayed after it. So can we talk a little bit about the rise of the Albuquerque Aardvarks in the past full, uh, few years? Is it the culture you guys have established? Is it like everyone wants to be part of the team with the meme master, Joel Luevano? Like, what's, what's the draw? What's the pull here? How did you guys get so good so fast? We definitely stand on the shoulders of giants. The Aardvarks have been around for about 50 years, to my knowledge, it's the oldest rugby club in New Mexico, period. Or, sorry, sports club, I should say. Um, and, you know, it's had its up years and down years, and kind of just everything, all cylinders are clicking right now. And uh, we're one of the biggest teams on social media internationally, well, one of the biggest clubs, for sure. Um, and basically everyone that's ever been a good rugby athlete just decided, yeah, this is a year uh, we're going to play for the Albuquerque Yardbarks, and we are just loaded with – uh, uh, UNM football player, like the UNM football player, Highlands running back, from, came over, um, uh, 
rugby players that have played in Wales internationally, professionally, so on and so forth, and great college standouts are all on the team right now. And it's just uh, been a pleasure to watch and a uh, pleasure to play as well when I, when I can get in. And I'm, I'm glad for the minutes that I do get. And it's not just some some rugby club where it's an excuse for all the boys to get together and drink. You guys are really doing something here. Like you're on like you're on a march towards nationals and you really want to make some noise this year. How do you guys go about doing that? Well, you know, shout out to our coach who just really helped manage all these players and and the players have just decided, you know, we're all in it together and we don't really worry about who's a standout, who's not a standout. It's just all about who can put the ball in the try zone or, you know, in football terms, the end zone. And that's all that really matters. And it's just a bunch of great athletes that just come together for one cause. And, um, and it definitely feels like the, the flower is, like, blossoming at this moment, you know, because during the pandemic we had, a, you know, good branding online and everything. We just kept it going. And we were fortunate to get a clubhouse. Um, they're not hill people can gather and it's just everything just coming together and, and we're not taking for granted we really want to bring a national championship back to albuquerque and and really make it the beginning of a lot of bigger things to come albuquerque aardvarks are taking their talent to mesa arizona this weekend to play basically all of arizona one at a time you got yeah basically albuquerque versus the world right now so let me get this straight. If you guys win, what would this be called, like regionals, or sectionals? Yeah, so so how it works is we go with a roster of 28 uh, players, and we play Saturday. And when we win Saturday, we get to play. It's a little like a uh, little round robin, if you will. You know, that's how the playoffs work. So I think this is kind of the, the Saturday is the final 64, the the Sunday is the final 16, and then uh, if we are privileged enough to win that, then we go to Palo Alto and, and uh, play the Northwest or California teams from there. And that would be Nationals in California. That would be kind of the 16 and 8. Um, so then we then we and then May 22nd would be Nationals. So okay. we don't want to look ahead of our. So opponent, one, I'm sorry. So. One more step. Mm-hmm. So after you demolish Arizona. You go and run through California like a mudslide and a wildfire, and then after that, it's nationals. <laughs> right, correct. So, uh, so we uh, we don't want to look past our next opponents, but flights are expensive, so we uh, <laughs> we got to look ahead a little bit. So, how does the community support the Albuquerque Aardvarks? Is there a website? Is there, how how do people oh. get a hold of you guys if they want to help? Well, that is a great segue, my friend. You've done this before. Um, <laughs> you go to our social media, uh, Aardvark Rugby, Facebook, Instagram. There's already uh, a Venmo link on there. And, you know, in Venmo, you can earmark some things. So if you want to buy a rugby player, a, 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 you know, a beer or something, you can just write, you know, $5 for a beer. We're happy to take that. But most of the <laughs> 99% of the, percent of the proceeds are going to go towards uh, travel and gas. Um, and, you know, help out those younger players, you know, 19, 20, because, um, uh, you know, that, you know, aren't as established as some of us old guys. Um, so anything that you can do can help. And like I said, Hardvark Rugby um, on Facebook and Instagram. So as a friend of the show, as a friend in real life, Joel Luevano, the Albuquerque Aardvarks right now, how do we get involved in like a rugby social? 
how can we like raise some funds and get out there and maybe help take a little load off of this trip coming up? You know, uh, so next week we will, we're going to have a fundraiser of some sort, um, but we definitely want to make sure we win the Arizona uh, little brackets here. And then I'd be, I would gladly take your invitation to come back after we win that to talk more about that. Boom. Okay. You invited yourself, <laughs> but I will allow it. <laughs> All right. You know, I just got to put, I, I saw my foot in the door. I had to push through. So, yeah, so we, and we will be using our clubhouse for that fundraiser. Um, but right now we're looking pretty good for this weekend. Um, we just need a little bit more donations to help out. But going to Palo Alto will be a bigger, uh, Will be a bigger ask, but like we said, I, I, like you were saying, it'd be great the community could get behind that and really uh, help put Albuquerque on the map on the map for rugby. And and what's what's the final goal? Like, do you guys want to get in higher and higher leagues as you find more and more success? What's the long term goal for the Albuquerque Aardvarks Rugby Club? Well, I'll tell you the the big goal is to get a professional rugby team here in Albuquerque. Um, we have everything that it takes um, to provide a professional team here. We have a great metro, a high elevation training where we can have clinics and bring in teams internationally um, for sure because te- international teams go to Denver to train when they need to go get ready to go to New Zealand or, or what have you. Right. And hosting some matches you know, between USA and Mexico, that would be great because we all know that there's a lot of passion in that rivalry. And it's a friendly rivalry, and we have those relationships. And there's just a lot of opportunity, and rugby is the fastest-growing sport in the United States uh, reasons. Um, so the end goal is we have a professional team here um, where we bring in players from all over the world and bring in a, and really boost the economy. You know, maybe there's a stadium someday that we can put it in. One can, one can hope, right? Well, yeah, we got to let's put it on the ballot and let it fail again. Was well, it getting no support? <laughs> get no support from Albuquerque yeah. whatsoever. Hey, if you can get a rugby stadium on the ballot, I will. I will work personally to get that to get that pushed through. I got a guy. <laughs> you got a guy. I got a guy. But yeah. So forget, forget about that, it. I got a guy. But, but in the meantime, you know, we're just growing up the ladder and just earning it the hard way, which is hard rugby, and um, and just really getting the message out to the fans and newcomers alike. Your Albuquerque Yardvarks Rugby Club in the last six Rio Grande Union games have scored 455 points and only given up 76. Is it going to yeah, be that a, 76 is, really hurts? I bet. I bet. You're a perfectionist. You're trying to do uh, goose eggs every time. But um, what's what's the talent going to stack up like against Arizona? You, you know, it's a really it's a big unknown. Um, we are playing Red Mountain the first match um, of this, uh, but you you witnessed when Red Mountain came to visit us, and we did pull out the victory yeah, there. Yeah, that, that be a did different not story. We're playing. That did not go well for them. They were treated <laughs> no. on the pitch. They were treated very poorly here in Albuquerque, but off the pitch, they were treated wonderfully afterwards. Yeah, it was. It was a, we we all had you know we all had a good drink and dance party afterward at the clubhouse. It was great, you know, with your pumps. What other sport do you see that? Um, but we. Uh, they're going to be fully loaded. They're playing at home, essentially, and we got to make sure we travel well. And um, We're not looking past them. We know it's going to be a tough, hard match, and Red Mountain's very capable of going far in the playoffs as well. Um, so uh, we're, we're just, we're just uh, you know, it's just one practice at a time, one tackle at a time. You know how it goes. Joel Lueveno, Albuquerque Aardvarks. Get out there and support your local sports. Get out there and support your local rugby club. 
Albuquerque Aardvarks Rugby on Facebook and Instagram. Get on there, get some links, support the guys, give them some help on this road trip. Any final words before we let you go, Joel? Uh, I just want to tell you that the uh, the rugby team loves this show, and we're very thankful for all you guys do, and and we're thankful for what you do for the community. So thank you so much. Absolutely. It's my honor to work with guys like you and get to do cool stuff in the community whenever we can. When we get back, Lobo legend quarterback Ned James joins us to talk some football. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Duke City. You're listening to Two Men On. We are live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. You want to know anything about selling a house, buying a house, renting a house, building a house, I don't, making a birdhouse? I don't know. He probably knows about that, too. But anything in real estate, check out your boy, John Lopez, of John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy He's the best in the biz. Million Dollar John. Check out what he does online. His uh, his Instagram is fire, too. That dude gets around. And I, I meant that as in, like, he does a lot of things in the community. I didn't mean that he's out whoring them streets because we don't endorse that on this show. It's a family show. I wanted to talk some football, Vital. I wanted to talk a little quarterback action. And who better to get... An ex-Lobo quarterback himself, NFL coach, friend of the show, friend in real life, Mr. Ned James. What's happening, my dude? Hey, what's happening, Van? Thanks for having me on, man. Absolutely. You sound great. You look great. Honored to have you on. It's been a while. I think you haven't, yeah. you haven't done the show since Saturday. We were doing the Saturday show, right? Yeah, I hadn't called in and said you guys are funnier than heck to listen to, and so I... Uh, it's been a while, but I see you around town and see you at Gladiator games and things like that, so we get to still see each other from time to time. Yeah, and I love what you do for Albuquerque sports. Like, I see you at all the big events. Like You support, obviously, the Lobos and Gladiators, and I see you at some uh, some amateur stuff around town, too. What, what, do, you, what do you do with the day-to-day now? What, is, what does Ned James do here in Albuquerque? Well, I work on campus in the cultural center with student athletes, uh, not not so much student athletes, but with students in the African American Student Services Center. And we, you know, we had our Jackie Robinson event, and then we'll have other events uh, throughout the the year. Um, you know, with primarily African American students and other students as well, uh, just uh, sharing some cultural ideas and some fun stuff to do, and and just making sure the students are okay once they get to campus here from all over the world. Really appreciate what you do over there at UNM. If if people want to get more information, where can they go to find out more about what you do at UNM? Yeah, just you can just call over or go to the website, uh, African American Student Services Center. Uh, also, you know, I do a little broadcasting for the football games, but uh, that's where I work. Um, the pro- one of the program coordinators there, and uh, they can just contact the uh, African American. You can go to the website; they have an Instagram page, and we have an Instagram page and uh, Facebook page and all that fun stuff. So just go to UNM Afro is what you can look up uh, on Instagram, and uh, you'll find me. Nice, very nice. So let's talk about off-season quarterback carousel. There's one piece left. There's still one quarterback without a home, and that's Baker Mayfield. It feels like every team in need of a starting quarterback just don't want him. I feel like it's well, Will Smith 
talking to Uncle Phil. Hey, why don't he want me, man? Well, the, the only problem is, you know, people don't want people they see on TV all the time. I mean, you can't be a quarterback and be a Hollywood star. That's the thing. J.J. and all those guys got on me. They were like, what are you talking about? And said, no one wants a Hollywood quarterback. I mean, that's the first thing we told Baker when I got when he got to Cleveland, when I was there with him. I said, you know, it's going to be great. It's tough enough playing quarterback in the NFL. You don't need to be a movie star. You need to cut. And they kind of, he kind of looked at me bewildered, and I said, you know, no one wants – and even uh, – Todd Haley, who we saw last night winning, he's the Tampa Bay uh, Bandits coach in the USFL. He 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 reiterated it because it's a it's a Bill Parcells uh, credo. So, and you know you just can't do both, and you know you kind of lose the respect of the locker room. Um, and people think, oh, that's a big deal, you know, doing a State Farm commercial and you know doing all these. Sports. Well, yeah, it is. You know, guys want to see some humility from the quarterback. And so, you know, when, when things start, you know, happening. And there's issues going on. It's just really tough to rally around a guy like that. And, and you know, everybody's rich. That's why I, t- I tried to explain that to Baker. You know, the hard knocks things didn't really help because, you know, here you're on HBO every night. And then, right, you know, he became right. famous off of that hard knocks. And um, I just knew it was going to be a struggle for him. But, you know, I don't see if he was, you know, we sh- we need to be playing the Randy Newman short people uh, take for this because he and Kyler Murray both, they just don't want to pay this money to these short quarterbacks. I think that that's hindering them a little bit too. Um, they just don't see him. If winning a playoff game is a big deal in the NFL. And Baker's won a playoff game. He's, he should be get, garnering more attention. But because he's a little bit shorter, it's tougher for guys to give him those big contracts. And so, um, you know, Deshaun Watson's contract, the outrageous – Two hundred thirty million. They're just printing money in Cleveland. Blows I mean, Denzel Ward just got a big time contract with guaranteed money at corner. Even though he's a great player, I talked. I talked to JJ when we were when I was up there with the Cleveland Browns in the rookie year with Baker. I said, this Denzel Ward is the best player. I mean, he's really, really good, sure. and uh, and it's showing now. He's been a Pro Bowl and All Pro player. And he's getting compensated for it. But the quarterback carousel, it all started, you know, the Carson Wentz thing. I can go into that. And Matt Ryan coming into Indianapolis and Carson Wentz. You know, from talking to the guys that I know in the league, Ursay, he didn't even want Carson Wentz to come back on the airplane with him from Jacksonville. Right. That was such a disaster because, you know, the guy was an anti-vaxxer guy. And then he got all the meathead offensive linemen to be anti-vaxxers. And it cost him two games. cost yep. him a playoff. You're right. All the play- even your guy. All the, all the anti-vaxxers. <laughs> guys didn't win a playoff game or didn't get into playoffs. I mean, the guy up in Minnesota got his coach fired, Kirk Cousins. You know, the, you know that that you know to me, a lot of guys are they they say, Ned, you need to stay away from the vaccine thing. But no, if you've coached in the NFL, which I've been coaching in the NFL for 12 years, and you see what guys go through to play. You know, all of a sudden, these guys are medical experts, the worst athletes on the field, these quarterbacks uh, who are getting paid the most money, and you <laughs> won't take a Band-Aid to go play. And these guys are taking injections for pain and all kinds of stuff just to get on that field to play this vicious and violent sport. It, it's a little disheartening. And so for me, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's uh, par for the course with these quarterbacks. And you know, now you know, the carousel has been spinning. Baker, it's just unfortunate. I think he and Kyler Murray, they're falling under the Randy Newman short people thing because you can't give that Cliff Kingsbury all that money and give the you know, Steve Kime all that money. They, they re-upped all those uh, the GM and the 5-6 and six Texas Tech coach, Kingsbury. They get new contracts, but they don't want to pay Kyler Murray. And so that's to me, that's what it's all about. I think that those guys just don't want to be they don't want to compensate those guys. I think a lot of it has to do with their height, uh, even though they've been two very productive quarterbacks.
Yeah, and Baker Mayfield, like you said, has won a playoff game. Do you feel like he's got his one NFL shot already, or do you think someone else is going to give him a chance to be a starter again? Well, you know, things happen. You know, if, if if someone gets hurt, I think he'll get a shot. But for the most part, nobody wants the drama. They don't want this Hollywood. You can't come into these locker rooms if you're not, you know, a John Elway or a Dan Marino or, or, or a top-tier guy, and you're a Hollywood guy. I mean, you, you, you're, trying, you're more worried more about your Instagram account than you are about, winning games, and that's the perception you give off when you're doing all this stuff. That's why, you know, the Tom Brady's and those guys and Peyton Manning's, those guys never did anything until later in their career. Well, now these guys are coming in. Even when I was in Cleveland, you know, I, I told a story about me, you know, Baker and I came to, got to the airport at the same time, so we got to go back to the facility, picked us both up at the same time, and I refused to sit in the back. I'm like, I'm not sitting in the back. This stupid rookie quarterback is going to sit because the hard knocks people, and Baker's got all his PR people, and, and I I'm like, what the heck is all this stuff? I mean, we're going to training camp, and here's a guy coming as a rookie, and he's he's got all these handlers with him. And I'm like, dude, you're playing quarterback. You don't need all this nonsense to, to travel with you. But he's looking at me like I got three heads. Like I don't know, I've coached 12 years in the league. He's looking at me like I, I don't know because he's the first overall draft pick. But no one cares that you have money. No one cares. And, and I really like Baker. Baker's tough. He's smart. And you know, he, I think he, he's a really good quarterback. But the other stuff is what people don't. One. Yeah, I think you're exactly right about that. Like in the past two seasons, his commercials have been way better than his play on the field. So I see exactly <laughs> what you're saying. So let's talk about these wide receivers and these potential holdouts. Like a few superstar wide receivers are in collusion with their agent. They all have the same agent saying they want their extension before their rookie deal is up. Got Terry McLaurin, uh, AJ Brown. Uh, I'm, I'm blanking out. Who, who's the other Debo guy? Samuel. Yeah, Debo Samuel. Yeah, these you know, these hey. guys are obviously going to get paid. But do you think this is like the future of off-season negotiations? Like this is just what to expect from now on? If you're a union guy, you should love it. Sure. You got a guy who got two hundred and thirty million dollars guaranteed in Deshaun Watson, and he was in court, you know, a couple of weeks before he got the deal. And so it's this, you know, these guys need to get paid too. Now, if you're you're only as valuable as what you're worth, you know, you may not get that in a year. You may not get that, you know, over over a, a, a time period. Cooper Cup is even coming out. He wants to get paid. You know, they all want to get paid. And, and hey, this is it's it's the ugly side of sport. I mean. We love sport. It's a kid's game. Everybody loves it as a kid's game. But the business side of it is ugly. And unfortunately, it's, it's, you know, it's publicized and people were able to see you know, these numbers. And so people get a little you know, sideways because they think these numbers are just outrageous that these guys are getting. But like I said, they're printing money in Cleveland, so they can print it everywhere else too. And, and the manipulation of the salary cap lately is just like people are just making up new rules to stay under the salary cap so they can just do whatever they want with the money. Well, it's not so much what they're doing with the money. It's they, they have the money. The guy who's writing the check is wealthy. The kids sure. who are getting it, you know, they're, they're rich now. But, you know, you stand on that sidelines and you watch these guys whack each other and you realize what their bodies are going through. You realize these guys at halftime are getting injections for pain and, you know, guys taking the needle in their backs for, you know, because they can't even, you know, lay down, you know, or, or, or bend their backs, you know. So it's really a tough sport. And you've got to get the getting why it's good. And, and a lot of these guys, realize their value and so they're just taking advantage of it if you want to know the difference in between a million and a billion let me tell you a million seconds is 12 days 
a billion seconds is 31 years. That's the difference in between the players and the owners here. So they, right. they they are not in the same group, and I'm not, <laughs> and I am not going to be mad at anybody for That's getting right. their true market <laughs> value. Ned Don't James, thank you so much because they got it. Oh, 100 percent. Ned James, thank you so much for joining us. We got to do this again. You're a Absolutely. world of experience and expertise, and thanks for being a friend and a friend of the show. Anytime. Thank you guys for having me. Take care. Have a good day. When we get back, Voice of the Isotopes, Josh Sushan. You're listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Duke City. You're just getting in your car. Work day is done. Congratulations and thank you for joining us. We're live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We wouldn't be who we are without all of our friends in the community, such as I-9 Sports League Office 280, right here locally owned and operated in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Check out League Office 280 at i9sports.com. 505-312-4999 is a telephone number if your kid's interested in sports your kids interested in a hobby if they have some weird niche interest that you don't know what to do with call i9 sports league office 280 and they'll help you get it all figured out they're the best in the absolute biz speaking of best in the biz laryngitis survivor voice of the isotopes josh sushan joins us what's happening my dude how you feeling well i'm better i'm still not close to 100 percent but a day game on a Sunday, no game on Monday, and a night game on Tuesday has certainly helped. We'll see how I feel about three, four hours from now. Loyal listener, Duke citizen, friend of the show, if you don't understand dedication to your craft, then you do not know Josh Sushan. This might be a HIPAA violation here, but <laughs> you were told to take a week off, and you said, Doc, I'll give you a day. And you are right back at it. I appreciate the dedication. I appreciate the love of your craft, Josh. Well, you know, it's also, like, stubborn. Um, sure. <laughs> it may not be, like, the wisest thing to do. Um, for, like, in all seriousness, it's actually reminded me that sometimes less is more, right? And, you know, that you do need to pace yourself over 150 games just for the sake of your voice. But also, from a storytelling standpoint, you know, I like to say that you can't you know, in the first inning, you got to save something for the ninth inning. And when you're in April, you got to save something for June. And when you're in June, you got to save something for September. And so it's just a kind of a good reminder to me because I'm a pretty high energy spaz as it is to, to speak more reserved, you know, both for the sake of the, um, of what, what the game deserves based on what time of year it is. And also for the sanity of my voice. So (laughs) here we go. So before we get into the isotopes, I want to jump in and get your way-too-early overreaction for the big leagues, Major League Baseball, except for Reds, Diamondbacks, uh, Rangers, and Orioles. The whole league is still in this thing. No one has more than a two-and-a-half game lead besides those four losers. What's, what's your biggest uh, take so far this season? 
Well, I, I always focus on the National League West first, right? Because, you know, that Rockies affiliates, and we used to be affiliated with the Dodgers, and yeah. I used to work for the Dodgers, and I'm from the Bay Area, and so I always kind of think National League West first. I went to school in San Diego, and so the Dodgers are as good as we thought they were. Yep. The Giants are as good as we thought they were. Yep. The Padres are pretty close to what we thought they were. And then there's the Rockies, who yeah. are 7-3. and three. How about and, them Rockies, baby? Yeah. And, and not just any 7-3, and three, but... You know, look, they, they won two of three on the road, which is really hard for them to do. Last year, on average, they lost two of three on the road. They took two of three from the Dodgers to open the season. So, look, it's only 10 games out of 162, but the Rockies are entertaining right now. Uh, I think the Diamondbacks are as bad as I thought they were going to be, you know. And like you said, there's a bunch of other teams that are that, that are struggling. Um, you know, it's like I grew up in the Bay Area. I always follow the A's. And I thought they were going to be horrendous, and they start the season on the road with a roster of guys that no one's ever heard of because they traded away all their best players. Right. And they're six and five, you know. So, um, you know, but I also think the Blue Jays look really good. Now I don't know if their pitching is going to hold up, but the Blue Jays can flat out hit. So um, I think the other big storyline, you know, for all of the talk about the uh, the new collective bargaining agreement and money going here and money going there, but one of the things that the union really wanted is they wanted the best players to be on opening day rosters and not have service time manipulation. Right. We call it the Chris Bryant rule, right? Sure. Where Bryant got stuck in the minor leagues for three weeks so that they could get an extra year before he became a free agent. Well, when you look at these top prospect lists and you look at the top ten guys, overwhelmingly those guys started the season in the major leagues. And I don't know if that would have happened in the past. And so what you're seeing is an infusion of really young extremely talented players this year on top of the really young talented players that we've seen from the last couple of years that come into the league. So I think it's really exciting that we're seeing these up-and-coming players. Uh, you still have the Mike Trouts. You still have the Shohei Otanis. But now you're getting like these other kids who can really play, and they're going to be around for decades. And I think that's another big takeaway to start the year. And, and you saw the results of that on day one of baseball. The yeah. Royals brought up Bobby Witt Jr. early. And he had the game-winning defensive play and the game-winning hit on opening day. So this is what you get for service manipulation. You get a win. Yes, exactly. <laughs> How about that? You're actually trying to win. You're trying to entertain your fans. You're trying to put the best players out there, the players that your fans want to see. What a novel concept. What a weekend at the lab. You know, you had the boys at the ballpark on Friday, which two men on will be at the lab every Friday for every homestand throughout this season, as long as we don't have any other commitments, which I doubt we do. We planned our whole schedule around this. But you got the boys at the ballpark on Friday, Mariachi night on Saturday, Easter egg hunt on Sunday. What a weekend at the lab. Yeah, it was really fun. Um, Jackie Robinson night was, was really special. Seeing everybody wear number 42 out there was just like this constant, really cool visual you know, um, I'm really proud of what we did to honor Mr. Padrell's Barbecue. Absolutely. First black-owned business in Albuquerque to honor Jackie Robinson's legacy and presented them with the inaugural Jackie Robinson Making a Difference Award. That was super fun. Um, like you said, Mariachi's is always fun. Back-to-back um, -back wins there. Topes won four of six in the series. And then Sunday, you're down 9 nothing in the first. You rally. You tie it 11-all in the seventh. Wow. Ended up losing at 12-11, but it really showed – you know, the fight that these guys are not going to give up. You know, it's a frustrating way to lose when you come all the way back from 9 nothing. But what a really entertaining game. I tell you what, fans who came out to the ballpark Sunday, like we always try to entertain people in a way so that regardless of what happens on the field, you felt like it was a good time. But then when you get a 12-11 game sure. uh, on top of that, it was, it was really fun. 
Well, you guys are absolutely the best in the biz at entertainment. I tell everybody, you don't have to be a hardcore baseball fan to have a great day at Rio Grande Credit Union Field at Isotopes Park. Will you give us, we're up against a break. You want to preview your preview real quick of what you got coming up after this? Well, uh, pregame interview is with Warren Schaefer. I talk to him every Tuesday before the start of a series. And, um, you know, I always kind of have a, a list of questions that I want to talk to him about. And then sometimes the conversation just kind of goes in different directions based on something that he says. And at one point he said something about, we were talking about relief pitchers, and he said something about so that Buddy is ready for them or so that they're ready for Buddy. And I use that as an opportunity to talk to him more about the relationship between the manager at AAA and the manager in the major leagues and how important that relationship is and how Bud Black is a mentor to Warren and just how often they talk and what they talk about. Um, and it's one of those things that sometimes, even though I know, sometimes I forget like how important that is. And so uh, I think it was a really cool interview. Stay tuned after Two Men On wraps up right here. You got the pregame show with Josh Sushan and then some Isotopes baseball. I know I'll be listening, and I hope you are too. Loyal listener, friend of the show. Josh, thank you so much, and uh, we'll be talking tomorrow. All right, sounds good. Have a great night. Big shout-out to KOB TV's very own Brandon Ortega, Albuquerque Aardvark's Joel Lueveno, UNM's Ned James, and, of course, voice of the Isotopes' Josh Sushan. Thanks for all the texters and the emailers and the callers who couldn't make it on today because we had a caller every segment. So sorry, you can't come on when we have callers every single segment. You've been listening to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal.